0: Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Greg Detmeyer. She's back, sitting across from me. Woo-hoo! Jenny J Hill is back at the microphone. Um, it's you a took a f- weird. You took a few off while we were at KPEC. You had good reason, though. I when did. we were talking with Pete Hall, Joe Beckman, and and Trevor Reagan.
1: Yep, we were at uh, Madison, Wisconsin for the uh, USTA Nationals tumbling meet for my all three of my girls, and they all competed. And did very well i shouldn't say all of them got to compete my middle daughter had a ankle issue and so she got to get up on the podium and salute and i was super proud of her for even doing that because that was tough
0: very cool very yeah awesome
1: and k was awesome
0: it was awesome and you know when we say you've been gone a while like i've been gone a while too we've been gone a while we have as a podcast we kind of took the summer off what was the highlight of yours
1: oh highlight of the summer um we went to Branson for a family vacation. That was fun. But I think the highlight was that the lake that we have near our house, where we have a cabin, um, is back. The dam breached a f- quite a few years Two ago. few years back, a little and, rainstorm. And uh, it finally came back, so this was the first full summer that we had the lake back. So the girls and I would go out there during the day and spend lots of time, and then Jason would join us after work. and. It was just, it was just great. It was relaxing. I love being out there because there's no time, there's no mm-hmm. TV, there's no telephone.
0: Well, you know what they say about time? It's just an artificial means by which we live our life. It is. Doesn't really exist. We yeah. just say it exists.
1: I like that. That's deep. It is That's deep. deep. You're making us think right away, Greg. Hey, we how about are, yours? We're what was the highlight of your summer? Um,
0: pretty simple. I don't, I don't know. I got to spend a lot of time with the kids, and
1: all five of them, all
0: five of them, and probably more so than any other summer. I found myself where I had all five, where Christy had either work or other things she was doing. So mm-hmm. it really uh, it put my dad's skills to the test, especially when those twins both started crawling. We kind of had a month or two where only one crawled and the other would just sit there and go, eh, eh, and watch her sister go all over. Mm-hmm. But now they're both going all over the place, which and is super they really crazy like, and fun.
1: They like to get into your kitchen cabinets? Yes, they,
0: they <laughs> like to pull out <laughs> pots and pans and snacks and all sorts of stuff we're in trouble we are in trouble jenny yes question for you yeah who do you feel is a great trainer like someone who coaches someone up who if i were to ask you like from a movie or a book like who's a good coach or trainer
1: oh gosh
0: i have two of them once you're done
1: um
0: you can pass if you need
1: to i'm gonna pass and let you go first
0: okay number one mickey from?
1: Mickey. Oh, um uh, d- d- uh, Rocky.
0: From Rocky. So that's okay. like our 12th Rocky I
1: should have known you were going to say that.
0: And the other one is Amatu Yoshu. Who? You know who Amatu Yoshu is? <laughs> oh. He is uh, formerly known as Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those were both excellent trainers. They trained the, the Ninja Turtles <laughs> up fine. Rocky became a fine fighter. Um, are you sure? you I mean, did that give you any idea of who might be a, a good trainer, someone who might coach someone up and uh, help someone, you know, get good at something.
1: You know, one one does come to mind, uh, and it kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about today, and that is uh, the Zorro Circle. Uh, do, you know, do you know who Don Diego is?
0: Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm assuming since I set you up so nice with that great (laughs) intro that he is Zorro's trainer in some way or another.
1: He is, absolutely. So I think we should... It's been so long since we've been back that uh, we're kind of going back into our happiness advantage um, podcast here. Got like two left? Yeah, just just two. That's good. Um, So today we're actually going to talk about two of the principles from the happiness advantage uh, the zorro circle and social investment but we're going to start with zorro circle and this one's kind of fun um and i i really like this one because i think um this is the one that i probably use the most so this one's good
0: and because it's zorro
1: i I feel like we need to have on the mask and the cape
0: um who's to say we don't
1: oh that's right because they can't (laughs) see us (laughs) All right. So Zorro wanted to be the greatest sword fire, fighter. Did you know that?
0: Um, I did not. I did not know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a later Zorro enthusiast, so okay. I don't know much about Zorro's early life as a hero.
1: All right. Well in fact he actually wasn't he really struggled to become a great sword fighter and when he failed or what he thought was failure uh he actually became the town drunk he said you know what i'm not getting anywhere this isn't happening and so he gave up just stopped he stopped so his big dream of becoming a great sword fighter that big dream just kind of crumbled
0: and it's tough to be a sword fighter right you, you were a fencing champion back in the day, right? I
1: was. I was, actually. It's, and...
0: it's not just swinging a sword around, correct?
1: <laughs> it's not. There's
0: a lot to it.
1: There is. And I, I honestly, like, that was way back in my college days, so I'm not sure that I remember too much about it. But I do know that I, I beat out one of the guys at the end of my wellness class. That was pretty cool. I
0: would just like like flicking the sword out there and stepping back and going, unguard. Do you actually <laughs> say that? Oh, yeah. I, that's that's the only part I would want to do. Yep.
1: <laughs> I would love to see you in the, the like the B outfit. The, the B outfit, yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. So All right. sword fighting's so tough. So he can't
0: he can't figure it out on his own as he's sitting there at the bar getting drunk.
1: Yep. So you know what? The one day Don Diego, here's our great coach, comes in and says, "You know what? You want to be a successful sword fighter? Come and let me teach you." And so Zorro thought to himself, "Well, I can sit here and continue to drink, or." Maybe, maybe this guy can help me out. We'll give it a try. So Zorro went with Don Diego and Don Diego took him into a cave and he drew a small circle and he told Zorro to step inside the circle. And he started to teach him the moves of sword fighting just within that circle. He couldn't move outside of that Mm -hmm. circle.
0: Started very small.
1: Very small. Once Zorro got the hang of that, they made a little bit of a bigger circle. And then Mm -hmm. he had to fight within that. And so you you get the picture that eventually, the circle got bigger and bigger and bigger to where he was sword fighting in an entire room.
0: And the whole world was his circle.
1: It was. You
0: take them all on.
1: So what was a huge dream of becoming a famous or a successful sword fighter, he had to start out small. He had to start within that small circle. So if it wasn't for Don Diego kind of taking him back and saying, all right, here's your big dream. Here's the big idea of sword fighting, but let's take you back small. Here's a smaller circle to start in. And we're going to work our way and get that circle a little bit bigger. So eventually, we all know that Zorro became a master swordsman mm-hmm. and was very successful with his dream, and he no longer had to be the town drunk.
0: Awesome. And yeah. he got to wear a cool hat and a mask <laughs> and ride a horse. <laughs> he did. So, Jenny, I'm kind of, th- as you're telling that story, so I've been doing kind of a kickboxing program for, I don't know, probably four or five months now. Yeah. And I remember back to when I first started that, I went in there first day. I, I wrapped my, my hands with tape and stuff and got all ready and put my gloves on. And I was just like, let's go. Get me out of this bag. I'm going to go nuts. And uh, then the instructors are like, all right, we're going to do a jab For the next two weeks, (laughs) and I don't know if you know a jab, it's like your front, um, whatever arm is forward, you're just basically flinging that out and bringing it back in. It's not a very powerful punch, it's not a glamorous punch, but that's what we did.
1: You wanted to do more.
0: I I did, but then it's like, all right, once everyone has the jab down, then we can throw in a cross. Mm -hmm. Once everyone has that, then we can throw in a hook then we can throw in an uppercut, and then we can start throwing in kicks with our legs and bringing it all together. And I think if they just would have said, hey, go let loose, go at it, none of us would have known what to do. And, and I you, think it's the same thing. It's just too much where it had to be broke down into, do this first, once you have this, then we're moving on to the next thing.
1: And how do you think, like, let's let's say they would have just let you go, and all of a sudden you get... Two weeks into your training, and you realize your body is sore, your arm is hurting because you're not doing it correctly. What would you have done?
0: I, I may have quit. Yeah. I may have watched a Rocky movie and just <laughs> said, "I'm going to grit through it." <laughs> but yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Where taking part of the big thing and making it into smaller chunks is more doable
1: Mm -hmm. you know and i think that that's the the big takeaway with the zorro circle is that you have those big tasks you break them into baby steps um another story you know that that uh, sean acre shares in the the story is about the and i hope i get this name right but the pizza box dorm room this student's dorm room was a disaster i mean stuff everywhere clutter everywhere i mean he couldn't even he couldn't even sit there was no place to go and so um, the RA, right?
0: Yeah, re- Resident residential Assist- assistant.
1: Resident assistant. OK, yes. Person yep. comes knocking on yep. doors at night. And says, you know what, let's me let let's help you get cleaned up. Like, you know, his dorm room was a disaster. He was kind of becoming a disaster. You know, you just you get overwhelmed by all of that. And he said, I'm going to help you. So he went in. And the first day, they cleaned off half of his desk. Just half.
0: Just the desk and the whole dorm.
1: And the whole dorm room half of the desk
0: clean half the desk
1: yep and uh they got done and he had said oh my god this is great let's do the rest of it I, I, let's, let's just get the rest of the desk clean and he had said no he said i'm gonna come back in 24 hours and your job in 24 hours is to keep that part of the desk clean and so he left and he came back the next day and he had said to me he's like well how's the desk he goes it looks pretty clean and he said the the kid had said, oh my gosh, that was so hard. I just wanted, every time I had something, I just wanted to set it on that part of the desk. But I knew I couldn't. I knew that that part was clean, and I couldn't just set my junk down there. So he was like, well, good. He's like, let's clean off the other half of your desk. And so that next day, they cleaned off the other half. He kept that clean. And so each day, they would pick up one little area. And then by the end of the week, the entire dorm room was clean. But each day, he had to focus on making sure that he kept whatever they cleaned, picked up, no clutter, not setting more things down. Mm -hmm. And so he was training himself like baby steps. I'm going to keep this part clean. Now I'm going to keep this part clean. And And within a week. it. Yep. And within a week, it was done. So there is definitely something to say about finding those small, manageable steps that you can do. If you try to take on a task that's too great, you're more likely to give up.
0: In a classroom setting, a uh, teacher says, hey, I want to use exit slips. I want to know where my kids are with stuff. I want to give them these little uh, formative assessments after each lesson, mm-hmm. each subject. We're going to have eight of these a day. That might be a little much, right? That
1: might be a little much, yes.
0: But it might be doable to zoro circle it and say, you know what? After each math lesson, I'm going to start with math. I'm going to give this formative exit slip Mm -hmm. and collect that data. And then when I have that down and that system's working, I'm going to expand it to my grammar lesson and so forth and so forth until you are where you want to be. Yep. That's exactly how I clean our house. Really? Yeah. um, Our house is nuts. We have seven people in it. And I believe the, I think like somewhere I read on the worldwide interweb said like, the number of people living in your house is the number of times a week you should vacuum your house or something. So like our house needs vacuumed every single day.
1: Are you serious? I am serious. Wow.
0: We we don't do that. <laughs> However, but like Wednesday nights is clean bathroom nights, no matter what. Like sometime before I go to bed Wednesday night, clean the bathrooms. Thursday nights, dust night. Yeah. Sometime before I go to the bath or go to the, go to bed, um, <laughs> We're dusting and so forth, and I think that makes it chunking so much. it up, yeah it's like, okay, I have this h- big thing to do, like cleaning the house, which is like a huge a undertaking huge with all task. our kids destroying everything. But now, when it's in like these little chunks, it's very doable,
1: yeah, and see, I'm a Saturday morning cleaner, so every Saturday morning, the first thing that I do when I wake up is I start a load of laundry and I start cleaning
0: you start a little, we start laundry like every day,
1: yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, like a Saturday morning.
0: You save all your laundry till the weekend.
1: No, no, not all of it, but quite a bit of it.
0: Man, if we do that, I feel like we're just drowned. Like
1: towels and things like that, like that gets washed more often during the week. But yeah. all
0: right. I
1: so don't have I don't have five kids. To each their own. I don't have five kids, and I have kids who don't really like get. As dirty? I don't yeah, know. our like kids they don't... are dirty, thanks. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> babies, like, they eat mm-hmm. and they get food all over, so.
0: And we have double the outfits. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Twins. When
1: our when the girls were little and they were your kids' ages, like the, the babies, I mean, I had an infant, a two and a four-year-old. I was doing laundry every day back oh, yeah. then. Like, I think, I think all of that changes when your kids get a little bit older.
0: And they can do it themselves, right?
1: Yeah. So. Actually, that was the goal of the two older ones this summer was learning how to run the uh, Washing machine. Did and you
0: Zorro circle it for him?
1: No, I just jumped in with him. You said, no, just, just actually, do it. Actually, no. Nope. They had to learn how to do the washing machine, and we did that. After we did that, then we added the the dryer. Folding is still a struggle. They, they don't like folding their laundry.
0: So you kind of did Zorro circle it. We did. Now yeah. you're on the big circle of folding laundry, yes. which everybody hates.
1: Yeah. Actually, what they hate the most is putting it away. You know, it can sit there forever, and then I think I think Claire actually just starts taking out of taking the laundry of the basket. basket. And, yeah, but how
0: many dryer sheets? Christy and I go back and forth with this. She's like
1: in a load. Oh my gosh, she like
0: she like there like four or five of them in there.
1: Really? Nope. No, one. no
0: static in our house.
1: How about you? What do you think?
0: Uh, I I'll put one sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes if I saw she had like five of them in there, I might just. <laughs> throw a couple back in because I feel like we're just wasting them
1: yeah no one yeah that's intense yeah
0: so all right Jenny well Zorro circles are pretty cool I love them it is a very I mean
1: not it's, and not it's not mind-blowing I mean I feel like we we all make our list we all do those things that kind of break down what things that we need to get done but sometimes we put down a big task and it, it's just better to think about that big task and Put put some baby steps down.
0: Sometimes when I make like a checklist, if it's a big task, I'll put like subcategories under it that Mm -hmm. take that, and then I'll check those ones off. Especially if it's like something really big. Do you like
1: checking off the things too? I'm a
0: I don't make I don't like draw check boxes. I cross it out.
1: Oh, I love crossing it out. We're 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 sitting at my desk right now, and I have mine. Here's mine. I have everything crossed out, but two things. You're working. There it is. We're getting there.
0: Um. So since I kind of rambled on about dryer sheets and a bunch of other stuff today, (laughs) trying to kick the dust off my brain, we're not really going to have time for social investment. We're going to get to that next time. Perfect. All right. So if you're out there and you're curious about Zorro Circles, please let us know if you have any questions or hey, maybe... You have a great coach or trainer that you'd like to share with us too in the lines of Mickey, Don Diego, or Amatu Yoshu. Let us know. We'd love to hear about those great coaches as well. You can check out our past shows at www.iccpodcast.com.
1: We also had, um, you know, Greg, you mentioned that we have past shows and minicast. We had a listener uh, ask about some shows on reading workshops on our Facebook page and Greg I see that you had already responded back to her but we do have an episode on the uh, website uh, workshop model and we'd love to uh, hear what you think about that one Ella and uh, if you have any other questions we would be glad to answer those for you
0: and surprise surprise Jenny I did say that we might be covering the reading workshop in a little more detail at some point
1: reading and we kind of talked about math after going to our so, math training this summer. there's a so. lot out there there is
0: so remember as we leave, ask yourself, what one thing could I do tomorrow that will make me a better version of myself? Then wake up and do it, because greatness isn't achieved by one event, but instead a series of small, intentional Zoro circles.
1: Ooh, wow. <laughs> Way to get that in there. Go. Go be, be awesome. awesome.